On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. Just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of Zoom. Come on, man. I'm not sure what the f this is. I'm about to find out. This is Talk and Audio. Hello, everybody. Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Talk and Audio podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Talk and Audio, Facebook.com slash Talk and Audio, wherever you're listening to this one. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, I see some of the uh, some of the, the the podcast apps are moving to a more standard, more social media style follow button. Wherever you are, whatever you see, just hit it, man. We're gonna bring the good shit for you. Don't worry about it. Matt over here, Rob over there. What's going on today, man? <laughs> I, I'm just. That's a lot of weight on your shoulders, Matt. If you're, if we're gonna bring the good shit, and I'm just gonna tell you right now. <laughs> That's all going to fall to you. Episode 802, the good shit has arrived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's taken the better part of six years, but here it is. Um, I'm in a bit of a predicament, Matt. Okay. I got a, I got a couple of things on the go here. Mm-hmm. Um, as I just said to you off air, I, I've just arrived, you know, in a, in a hurry trying to get things up and running for, we appreciate for that. said, for said pod. I smell like campfire. Okay. Uh, not normally. From how many problem. nights ago? Uh, from this <laughs> afternoon. So I was out, as I said to you, dug a hole in my brother's backyard snow and built a big fire. There's a hole. So we could, dear Liza, dear. So we could have a we could have a a nice coffee and Bailey's. Nice out in the out in the backyard at a distance, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, smoking a bit. It's in the snow, right? So I built a base. So the long and short of this is I smell heavily like campfire. Yeah. When you, when you couple that with woke up this morning, ding, you ding, know, ding, ding. time change day, more please. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I let the dog once out. with no response was enough. <laughs> I let it <Yeah>. die. <laughs> and then, and then I, uh, I can hear this sound that sounds like, you know, when your toilet's running. Yeah. Do only, I? It's coming from, <laughs> only, only it's coming from the basement and I don't oh, have a toilet down there. Oh boy. So I wander down to go, okay, did I, I was doing laundry. Have I, did I leave something on in the wash basin? What's happening? Right. And I, I so I stride in confidently into the back, the, the back <laughs> laundry room splash. Oh no. And I'm like, oh Christ. Now it's, 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 it's sort of running it, from. This is my day. Yeah, it's yeah at seven a.m. <laughs> yep. and it's really six a.m. due to the time change. Yep. 
<clears throat> I'm like, bonus, I am sleeping in today. No, not today, Rob. You are phoning, you know, the heating and repair guy as my water heater has given out. So, yeah, there'll be no hot shower. There'll be no shower for Rob tonight. Okay, I see how these things all. are sewing together. So, yeah, yeah so uh, good enough. The guy was here in about an hour. Nice. Uh, and I need a new water heater, but not till tomorrow, Rob. So... <laughs> Rob will be uh, joining the rest of you listening to this podcast. The unwashed masses. Yeah. From home, likely, as I'm taking the day off to to wait for the water heater guy to come and replace it. So, yeah. He's having a good day. Exactly. With that in mind, what have you chosen to sip on here as we wind down your Sunday? Well, and, and worth noting again that, yeah. We're, we're socially distancing as best we can. He's on one side of the fire. I'm on the other side of the fire. Getting smoked out. No cold shower. I mean, no hot shower when I get home. And I'm I'm really feeling like... So this is not going to be a beer day. This is like a whiskey day. This is a... Yeah, no. I have... Uh, I got a couple bullets here. Yeah. I'm going with the... Uh, it's called the Whiteout Winter Ale from Three Sheets. Three sheets I, to the win, man. Correct. And I, I believe I've had some three sheets on here before. Three sheets is out of Port Elgin. Or as, as Google would like to tell me, Port Elgin. Yes. Um, so um yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a winter ale. Comes in at a nice smooth five point nine. Um and really on, on first pull, and I, I really need a second pull because I fired a some chipotle tortilla chips under my helmet before <laughs> before as i ran in the door and i'm trying to do up the computer i'm like man i'm starving and so the chipotle tortilla chips have kind of blunted my taste bud so I, i'm really hoping but my first pull is very light in taste a little uh a little carbonation a little bit of snap but fairly smooth really for a for a six percent winter ale what do you got going on over there matt well, this is uh, in a delightful orange can, which throws me off a little bit. And uh, as always, we'll post it at Instagram or on Instagram at Tall Can Audio. And I got a question for you. I, I, I think you're going to be able to back me up here, but this is from Collective Arts Brewery out of Hamilton. This is the Stranger Than Fiction Porter. Oh, I've had that. See, have you? Or is there not a Stranger Than Fiction stout? out of one of the local breweries that we both have had a couple of times. There's something, it's like a black can. It's got nice, like big, bold, like grayish well, white font. Like I, I feel like and, I've had, and really now you, now you got me wondering yeah. because Porter is not my go-to. Right. And I, I think I, I do there like, was something else. I think there was a stout, a nice stout too, out of one, of, maybe out of evergreen. Um, this would be one that's of those a, things that somebody that is, more committed than me would have looked up ahead of time. But I just figured yeah. well, I'll just get on and speculate. <laughs> but this I is the Stranger Than Fiction Porter. That is black is the new black or something, or black is the new dark is the new black. dark is the new black out of out of evergreen. That's that might their be. Stay. Yeah, that could be. All right. So I I can't really help you, but I I, I thought I'd had that, but now you've got me you've got me second guessing. So I, I'm not sure, but go ahead and give that a pull. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to endorse this, uh, 
this white out winter ale it's to me it's if you like beer and and be, and, and beer <laughs> and in the and beer in the traditional sense that we all think of it as this is this is right there right. to me there's it's it tastes like beer and it's yeah it's it's easy drinking on the and friday I, morning it, show i had the uh, a sour and uh it was we were sort of celebrating having been a thursday night recording this nice warm you know 12 degree weather or whatever we got to and here we sit sunday night back weather men reporting we're going to plunge back down to a nice minus 12 or 15 overnight tonight so uh, well, back to the porters you, man i'm going to tell you in jeff's backyard it was minus 50 okay it was it was windy it was yeah, like the sun is deceptive, right? When you get out, and, and that looks like a gorgeous day. Yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> it's windy as fuck. I'm gonna tell you that right now. So, are and you so, still like a year removed from a haircut? From a, a I, oh yeah, man. So and no hot shower. That smoke is staying with you, right? For like, sure. Well, uh, and, and Sunday is the day that I I do all bedding, <laughs> all bedding back. in the house, right? <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> Whether you need it or not, no. But all all bedding gets done on on Sunday, and so that didn't happen today due to we're all going to stink hot tonight. water hot water issues. No, everyone else in the house went elsewhere to shower. And, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So I, I'm I'm left with as it is. But Despiteful yeah, you're right. Who are you are? And it's fuck that. I'm going to stink. I'm not yeah. Staying well, right this is here. it. Well, and and it's funny because out there, my cousin was out there as well, and she said, "You look like Hamish from Braveheart." <laughs> so I'm not sure if I like the the young Brendan Gleeson comparison, <laughs> right. but um, it's the big beard. Like the beard is. Yeah. It's bordering on Duck Dynasty kind of beard. <laughs> we got to get you some and, plaid, man. <laughs> and, and coupled with a coupled with a with a man bun, which I, I'm still rocking the man bun. Oof. So, yeah, big beard, yeah. man bun, oh, killing dear. it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, well, the other day, I had to sum up, some down. Me and Bex. Yep. <laughs> we had. Uh, you know, I'm a cottage guy from way back or whatever. I, I stopped. I, I either left one hat at the cottage because I didn't like, like, I love the smell of a campfire. I don't like it Tuesday morning when you're out running around or whatever. And right. it's still on your hat or it's still on whatever else. So, but I, I got the big, I got the big, uh, whatever. I got the big nappy hair here and uh, it, it stays in my curls for a long time if I have any kind of hair. So... Uh, for for you older listeners, think of Juan Epstein from Welcome Back, Cotter. Juan Epstein, the Puerto Rican Jew. That's <laughs> that's kind of what Matt's got going on over there. Oh, now I got a Google <laughs> image this out of date reference. Yeah, for sure, man. Late seventies, early eighties sitcom. Yeah. All yeah. right. Sorry, sorry. That's probably over the head of ninety nine percent of the listeners. But the one percent's just howling. Loving it. <laughs> Loving it. Um, we got a few things we wanted to get to here tonight. Why don't we start just because I don't like, I found it interesting, but only in the sense of how people were taking it. And on Saturday, uh, one of the reporters out of San Jose had spoken to Eric Carlson and just sort of the direction that the sharks had gone. Um, obviously not good last year, not been great against this, uh, again, this year, and they sort of said to him, like, what are your thoughts on, like, a rebuild or a retool or what are you feeling here? 
and I'm I'm paraphrasing a little, but I'm going to stay as close to it as I can. And he just said, I didn't sign here for a rebuild after what I went through in Ottawa for 10 years. Obviously, this got a certain segment of Senator's Twitter quite riled up in terms of, you know, the, the relative successes and failures that the senators had had. But it's not like his entire decade in Ottawa had been a rebuild. But it also was, let's call it a fascinating decade for one hockey team with uh, its ups and downs. Um, what did you make of Eric Carlson's remarks about the senators that I sort of felt like as he said it were kind of a throwaway line, but obviously your former market is going to notice. What did you take of it? I, I took it as a, as a, as a side sweep, a drive by, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you're like a, you're, and, he, and he said, yeah, when the reality was he was here nine years and Ottawa made the playoffs five times. Does that sound like a rebuild Including to you? a run to the conference final. Right. So that's that's the fifth year. Yep. Like five different times you go to Buffalo and see how they feel. Right. right. Go to Calgary and see how they feel. Right. In terms of series one, these sorts of things. I just I found it interesting and and really at a at a touch a bit. When you couple it with no, I get it. When he left, it was a bit of a shit show. Yep. And it's still a bit of a shit show. Um, but the idea that you would say, hey, I don't want to see them retool here. I want us to go for it every year. That's what I signed here for. And you go, yay, you tone-deaf prick. You're making $11 million. You may be part of the problem here. Yeah. <laughs> you, Burns, Vlasic, and Jones, if you're all willing to scrap your contracts and take 50% of your money... Mm -hmm. We could surround you with some talent, but no, we're going to put 11 rookies in the lineup because you whores are making too much money. So I, I found the whole thing to be just all the way around to be a bit of an entitled bitch, really. <laughs> From the Senator's comments to the San Jose comments, you're like, I got my 11 million. You need to put people around me. Right. Do it. Like to me, that was, I just, yeah. And I, I, you're right. My sense glasses on sort of say, Hey man, I just didn't take it to be, it certainly wasn't a compliment to the senators or his time in Ottawa, but it seemed to me to be more of like a, I don't know how this sentence is going to finish and God knows you and I know how that goes on this podcast, yeah. but I'm out here. I'm like, I don't want to do another rebuild. I just kind of did this thing in Ottawa and you're right. It was not a total rebuild. That didn't really come till later. They did kind of, oh, nine, 10, whenever it was when they started, Fisher was going oh, and oh, Heatley 11, was, they, uh, 11, they flipped out Fisher and, and Chris Kelly at the same time, right? Just before that Heatley had been dealt. Now Heatley demanded that. Um, but there was a bit of a retool. They brought yep, in, for sure. um, tourists. So that went pretty well. Craig Anderson was brought in. That went pretty well, but they're kind of retooling on the fly. You wouldn't call that bottoming out and, and whatever. Um, right. but to me, it, it was more of a, like, you know, it was a bit of a rocky ride at times in Ottawa. Like I, I just didn't, and maybe it's because I don't have the attachment to the sense I just don't think it was meant as maliciously as some are taking it. Like I said, I don't think it was a compliment. I think it was more like, man, I just left a, a thing there and I don't want to do that again where it looked like that was heading. Um, 
it it yeah. felt a lot like, and this is poster board Twitter. Uh, I'm going to interpret your comment however I want. I'm going to spin it into its worst possible meaning, and then I'm going to be furious with you for that thing that I've decided you said and meant. Yeah. Well, in the in the article, I, I think he only mentioned Ottawa the one time. Yeah. Like it was just the one comment. Um, and now if if we're gonna be fair, if I'm him and you've been through a, a, an or been with an organization that has decided to bottom out, you know, you don't go, hey, we won the cup, let's bottom out. Right. Things have been things have been rocky for a bit, right? Yeah, sure. So when you make that decision. So I, I don't disagree with him when he when he says, Yeah, okay. Because there was some do- clown shoe stuff going on. Without yeah, yeah, bottoming no, I, out, like right. with the ownership and, and all and, that, and I, yeah, well, the ownership, it's yeah. the ownership, and well, I, I guess and then there's the, the whoever stuff you believe he, about uh, him and him and Hoffman. Uh, Hoffman, and but again, you are integral in that in Absolutely. that storyline, yeah. right? And so, um, it's strange that you haven't heard a thing about that since yes. that has gone away. Yep. Um. So again, don't know, but mm-mm, you know, you look at the whole thing and say. And I get how you would sign with San Jose, who's only missed the playoffs twice in oh, the yeah. last 18 years. And you go, yeah, I want to sign up for some of that. I'm tired of this small t- small Canadian market. Kind of like signing with of- Detroit in like 2012, right? Like these guys are always awesome. You're like that at some point has a price tag, right? <laughs> like It yeah. doesn't last yeah. forever. <laughs> Time to pay the butcher, right? My friend, the butcher's <laughs> bill is due today. Um, but yeah, I get it that, you know what? Hey, timing is everything and it sucks yeah. for you yep. that you signed here now. But again, you have now looked at the end of the Thornton and Marlowe era, mm-hmm. the Pavelski era that has all checked yeah. out. It's gone. And now you are on the backside of some aging athletes. With still got like four years left or something. Burns the same. And Jones, like they're yep. all three plus and, and Burns is terrible. More. I'll take I'll still take Burns over Vlasic every day of the day of week with just what he's able to bring and still for that money. None of it's good, but that Vlasic one, I don't that know is, what that, that is, was. Yeah. And it well, that's 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 your Look down the road in LA when you look at the the Kopitars and Dustin the Doughties Brown. and the Carters and the Browns and the and the and the Quicks and you go, that's paying people for what past you did service. For us. Yeah, yep. only in the fact that the Kings won two cups. Yep, and the San Jose Sharks have won. Wait, let me think, Matt. I'm working in my head. Carry the one, a zero, <laughs> right? Zero Stanley <laughs> Cups. So and we still have to pay. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it was, we're paying like we've won yeah. and we haven't won Jack. So, um, starting to cut close to home. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah but you're still working with, Yeah, we're still in still, the early window, but you exactly. can see it doesn't always have, pan out. <laughs> you still have young athletes, right? Yes. Yeah. And then you still always have the, the capitals model, yep. right? Which is stick with it we did stick win with it stick with we it. we did win at the end right yeah. we we had to go through a couple of you're out you're out and you're out but we're going to keep you and you yep um so there is still got toronto you still got lots of hope and if you listen to muzzin they got you know cup winning swagger like the kings did so that's probably this year muzz wouldn't lie to me you know he would not especially <laughs> after that shorthanded goal he scored the other night that was beauty <laughs> just like we um, all predicted yeah so <laughs> It's it's interesting, and, and I I think you have to couple 
it's hard for a senator fan to to distance himself from that. Yeah, of course. And, and couple it with the back half where you go, I'm going to kick dirt on my old team while telling my new team, you need to do better by me when you're yes. already paying me $11 million a year and I can't stay healthy and I can't provide anything for you. Um, Before we move off. Wrong? No, Am you're not. No, you are not wrong there. Like I said, if I was a Senators fan, I was not going to love that comment. I'm probably not going to be super rational about that comment. I just don't think it was quite the from outside. I don't think it was yeah. a compliment, but I don't think it was quite the malicious. Fuck those guys that some people took it as right. I, yeah, I, I but, think, but we still love you. and We take you back. Come back. If, especially that's, if the sharks are keeping half the half. <laughs> that's nine. the maximum they can keep. Man. <laughs> I was like, take 9 million and we'll, we'll bring you back. Cause otherwise we're still rolling with Norris and Stutzla and whatever this year's second round pick of yours gets us. What does, um, in your opinion, and I know it won't be the most popular. I know it won't be, you know, best, most legendary, whatever. Is he the most talented player to ever play for the Senators? Is he the best player the Sens have ever had? I th- I There's think only three is. players in that conversation, right? Yeah. I, well, I, I look at, uh, in terms of pure talent. Yeah. Uh, I look at, it's it's him. Yeah. It's Spezza. Okay. Um. I I like I got a soft spot for for Haas, sure. right? Marion Hosa, but you, you, are you throwing Alfie in there? Is my, that what you're? my three would have been Yashin, Alfie, and and Spezza, or and Carlson. Yeah, see, to me, Alfie Alfie had like to me, he's going to be the most popular, most legendary, like very right. good player. But but he he is not as he's not as Alfie was never as talented as Spezza, Yashin, or Carlson. Okay, yeah. Right in terms of skill, yeah. your skill-based guys sure. entering the league. Alfie was manufactured; like he was, he was grinding it. He had to like work to, to me, get to that, yeah, for sure. And so he started later. All those other guys are air quotes phenoms, right? right. Like to me, Yash, and then you forget how in the late eighties how good he was. Late nineties, right? In what's that? Late nineties. That's what I said. You said late eighties. Oh. I meant late nineties because we didn't have like, a team in the in the eighties. Well, I'm like, do you have like fourteen year old like bantam hockey out of Russia that we don't have the rest of us haven't seen? Yeah, Magnetogorsk, <laughs> he's killing it. Sure. Uh, he strikes me he strikes me as, as a Cisco, you know, red army guy. Yeah, or, obviously, man. Um, but yeah, to me, those three guys are all more talented, pure talent than 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 Alfie was. So but it nobody else had what Carlson had. And especially you look at that 2017 yeah. run to the on one leg, man, it was, it was out of your mind kind of stuff. Right. And so, no, I, 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 I firmly believe that, that as of right now, he's, he's the most pure talent yeah. that this, this franchise has ever had. Well, the Sens got the best part of his career and shipped him out before it got too expensive. So <laughs> damaged, <laughs> So in that regard, uh, let's stay on the sends just briefly. Uh, DJ Smith in a quote to TSN 1200 on Saturday, I believe maybe it was Friday. Uh, it doesn't matter late this week, uh, essentially saying that there's no question if the senators were playing in the Atlantic division instead of the Canadian division, they'd have more points by now. Your thoughts. True. Wow. Okay. True. And, and and I agree. If you look at the comments underneath that people are taking umbrage with, yeah, what? You're going to parachute the Bruins and the Lightning and the, 
the well, Panthers, the quite frankly. The yeah. Panthers, yeah, that's what I was going to say. But the reality is what the Atlantic division brings is it brings the worst team in the NHL, now going to be Jack Eichelis, Buffalo Sabres. Yep. It's going to bring the wings. There's no team in the North Division as bad as those two teams. What the Atlantic Division also brings you, unless we're talking about competing strictly in the Atlantic Division, mm-hmm. it, but if you look at what DJ said, yeah, if we were in our regular division, which means regular competition, we get to see the shitbirds in, in San Jose, Anaheim, and L.A. We get to see Nashville. We yep. get to see these teams. So that's how I took it. Um, so there may not be like, it, it seems to be quite in vogue to, to shit on the, on the North division. Yes. To me, if you take Ottawa aside, you tell me another d- team that's as bad as any of those that I just named you. Well, yeah, it, it just in the North, you mean? In the North. Yeah, no, no, you can't. No, you can't. There's nobody else as bad. The North is not anywhere near as bad as people want to say. And we referenced, I think, a week ago, the Dom Lustician piece on um, how good or bad the the North division is. What I would counter with is Nashville and San Jose and Anaheim and Buffalo and Detroit are all going, yeah, we'll take a run at you fuckers, right? Like the the senators claiming and and claiming, however you want to paint this debate that the senators would love to get a few more shots at some of the shitbirds. There are other teams looking at the Sens as a shitbird and saying we would take that free space too, right? And so it's all kind of relative yeah. at this point to to me. I because as you get Nashville and San Jose and Anaheim, you also get Vegas and St. Louis and Colorado. I don't think there's any evidence that suggests Ottawa would be better off as a team that and and you can pick a bottom three team, a bottom five team, a bottom seven team in the NHL is that much better off getting the rest of the monsters across the league too, on top of the shitbirds. I think it's a little bit selective to go. I'd love to play some of those, you know, shitty teams. Yeah. It comes at a price. And, and I'm looking at, if, if you look at, at Ottawa's wins and losses, you know, two wins over Montreal, Two, two over wins Toronto. over Toronto, yep. right? Two over Winnipeg. Probably sick of playing Edmonton. Three over, you know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Three, I think, over Calgary. And so at that point, you look at it and you say, I get it. Yeah. But there's nobody in this division that is in the, in the ballpark of Detroit and Buffalo. Let's just hold those guys as Atlantic opponents. But you got to look at go, that at the top, too. Because is Toronto, yeah, in your mind, yeah, as yeah. good as Tampa and Boston? But what I'm saying is, in the North, yeah. bam, dead last, yeah. dead last, without a doubt. I'm not. I don't think Ottawa's finishing with this team right now. Finishing last in the Atlantic. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, no, I, and, because because that Buffalo's been just awful, awful, and now it looks like and, Eichel's probably done for the year. Yep, I. They're going to get better. I guarantee you. <laughs> Um, uh, wow. Okay. You're coming, you're coming around to my side. Mm, Easy. I'm not saying that you have more points now, which is what DJ said than you at the same time. 
I may agree that you're not going to be last in this division uh, if it's in the Atlantic division. Um, yeah. So and, and the thing with Ottawa is, and, and, and one of the guys, one of the people underneath ha- had a great point where, um, and it's just totally escaped me now. All right. So it doesn't matter. Carry on. Did you have, and I don't rem- I don't think we got to this on the podcast a week or two ago, whenever this happened. Did you have a different take when Jim Benning said we were built for the Pacific division and we, we didn't expect to be in this place and we haven't had the practice time and a thousand other points that literally every team in the league could make, right? This came at us unexpectedly. We didn't have a camp. We haven't had any practice time. Yeah, fucker. Nobody has. Did you take yeah. it differently when well, another team uh, said essentially the same thing as what DJ Smith said? Yeah. Well, only uh, I only because I didn't hear that. First of all, when shoe polish dropped that. Yeah, that was like a week but, and a half or so ago now. But the thing is, that's a guy who looks around and goes, yeah, we made it into the second round of the playoffs last year. And then I let my starting goalie go. And, and my and my rock defenseman, the safety who was prop- blanket for my best defenseman. Yeah, who was who was propping up my soon to be sophomore defenseman. And yeah. you go, um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to say. But the reality is, yeah, your you, team got way and, worse. And, oh wait, oh wait, and then you let Toffoli go, who's come back and scored ninety percent of his <laughs> goals, blowing them back <laughs> against you. So one team finished second last in the NHL and is looking around going, I think I've made enough improvement to beat that guy. Right. Whereas the other GM is saying, holy shit, man, <laughs> I, I have, I have really, you know, not that PD has, has, has done a great job here in Ottawa, but Benning took a team that made it to the second round where the fan base is as rabid as it is in Vancouver and is thinking, Hey man, we're going for the cup. Right. And you go, Oh, we're not making oh, the playoffs so not. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And so, um, and again, Ottawa bias, tell me, and you can, you can call me out on it. I don't see them the same way because they're coming from two different directions in the standings. I just saw them both as kind of like, just don't even go there. Everybody got blindsided with how this was going to go. You are all, everybody got put somewhere they didn't necessarily expect, or at least in a situation they didn't necessarily expect. And it just comes off kind of shitty. Yeah. Like just play okay. who's in front of you. Like, right. Just- and, and, and so there's, there's, there is the, and now that I've, it's, it's, you know, the, um, the dry cleaning thing that <laughs> circles around, right. That, that had the comment on it yeah. has come back around Matt and, and the guy underneath one guy commented and said, did he really say that? Like question mark? Like, right. Why would you say that? First of all, so that's one thing. Ditch it. Yeah. Move it aside. The, the next guy said, "The real deal is Ottawa would have more points if they had better goaltending." <laughs> and, and like, forget about yeah. whatever division you're playing in. Try not to play with an 850 <laughs> save percentage. Like uh, that's it. How well, about that? Literally, um, every team, but I don't know, Tampa and Winnipeg could say that. Give me a better goalie. I got more points. Yeah, no shit. Give Vegas, me, like, Vegas is doing all right. And that's true with, too. Mark Andre Fleury. Like, uh, the I think couldn't trade that guy in the off season. Oh, see, and I saw, and I'm looking for it now. One of the one of the one of the big wheels on Sen's Twitter had said, "I still often think about how 
Vegas was offering to give a second round pick to somebody to take Marc-Andre Fleury and Pierre Dorian decided to pay a second round pick to get Matt Murray. <laughs> and now you yeah. look at obviously and, the, the and, results. And, 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 uh, and what's his name? Who's oh, already gone? what's his name? I was going to call him Ryan Callahan, but it's not. It's probably it's, not him. It's oh, the other. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes, that guy who's now gone for the rest of the season, and you sort of go, "All right, well, we're we're firing out second round picks like they're like they're nothing," <laughs> and and instead of taking one to take Flurry <laughs> for a couple of years, who's but, suddenly you know. twenty three again or whatever, <laughs> like, well, like just and, killing and I, it for them. He's played like fifteen <laughs> of their last seventeen or something stupid too, like. It, yeah, and I, I think about I think about that that you know you know they used to do that road to the winter classic and it was yeah. Pittsburgh and Washington, I think. And I, I remember the clip of of Flurry and they're doing uh on they're they're having a their warm-up practice on the on the rink outdoors and 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 they're he's mic'd up and he's just cursing a blue streak, you know. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, it's you, you fucker. Come on, you fucker. Let's see what you got. And uh, 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 you fucking fucker, you missed. Right? Like yep. every second. And he's That's, just yes. and to me, he's athletic. He's a gamer. And he's got a harpoon through his back. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is it. Um, but uh, uh, who saw this coming? No, uh, nobody. nobody. But man, the guy's a gamer. Guy's scrappy. Guy's got uh bounce back ability. Speaking of bounce back ability, man, you passed on an article from the score. Nobody's becoming somebody's. Um, Team nobody. Yeah. Walk us through this. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting article because the first thing we'll I looked share. at and went, yeah, it, 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 the title was six guys that nobody had any idea who they were <laughs> who are making a huge impact, right? And so they sort of went with, a goalie, two defensemen, and three forwards, right? Guys who were, I don't know, they had to have played fewer than X number of games. They couldn't have been a first or a second round draft pick. Late bloomers, right? Guys who are contributing out of nowhere, essentially. And so I thought, who would want to be? Who who doesn't take issue with being called a nobody? I'm a nobody. Yeah. Really glad to make this list. That guy's a nobody, and 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 so I, I was curious, just in the, uh, you know, who are these? Who are these guys? And and so nice to see that uh, hometown guy Artem Zub, Zuby Zuby Doo. Zub, yeah, Zub made it in right as uh, the one the one pro scouting good decision that Pierre Dorian made. Good I've been for I've you. been throwing elbows at our uh, our friend there, James Mellish, who's been writing the uh, the wonderful. Dudes tunes with uh senator seems i kind of like this you're just too good to be true can't take my eyes off of zoob <laughs> expansion protect you so much uh, i sent him a whole batch of, he's given me nothing man he's given me he gave me, it, he gave me the courtesy like but nothing else yeah all right wait for wait for it to show up in a tune honestly it's gonna be there later and i'm gonna demand Matt, it's it's stuck in my head right now. Yeah, it's, yeah. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of Zoom. Come on, man. It's gorgeous, it's, man. It is gorgeous. <laughs> I'm going to give you the props right now. I that appreciate that, man. Thank you. Somebody that should. Is, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and really, that's to me. Uh, I'm 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 down with that. But anyways, 
the, the most interesting part, Zach Whitecloud, which I thought was odd because completely made up. Well, and <laughs> and I watched I watched that guy in the bubble last year, Vegas, right? Playing for Vegas, yeah. yeah, and he was killing it. And I'm like, what? He's he's come out of nowhere, but yeah, he played a couple of games before the playoffs started, and then just sort of rolled through the whole playoffs. Sure. And they were talking about his suppression numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's having a killer year, but those are the two defensemen. But virtually everybody else on the list belonged to the Chicago Blackhawks, right? <laughs> okay. Two of the two of the forwards and, and the goalie, right? Le- were, uh, Kevin Lankinen. Kevin Lankinen, for yeah. sure. Um, Kevin and then, Lankinen, come on. Yeah. It's got to well, be like Kahari Lankinen. Or <laughs> no, it's it's whoever that guy was playing for, John Smith, the guy who was playing for the whatever his name was that was playing for the Finns this year at the World Juniors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Who the hell is that guy? Oh yeah, he was like his parents were from Saskatchewan or something. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. Yeah, you're and right. He just and so, um, but it's it's interesting to go. This is the same organization that plucked Panarin out, signed him as a yeah, right. That you're that they now have three guys, and if you look at where they are in the standings in four. Well, so do you remember? I cut you off there. Do you remember who the the forwards were? No. Okay. Not at all. They were just two Blackhawks. Um, yeah, two Blackhawks at the forward position. And a Zub and um, White Cloud. Yeah, and, and Lankinen. We'll share the article. Um, yeah, and, and they escape me, but you're like, is that a recipe for long-term success when when two of the guys, one's playing with Debrinket and Kane, All right. and you're like, that seems to be awesome. Well, uh, yeah, Pi- welcome to the NHL. Pi- Pius Suter. Okay, yeah. That's one of them. As it works its way through, but um, not enough pious in the league. Um, not, not enough pie here yeah, in okay. this house. <laughs> Generally, or I can I can go for a pie right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, guys who are guys who are having outstanding seasons, and you go, is it sustainable? I'm not really sure. If you're taking, you know, three guys and plucking them out of nowhere and dropping them into your lineup and going, that yeah. right. We're good to go, right? Well, but- like I'm having this debate with myself all the time and, and not with Twitter because, quite frankly, leave Twitter's jumped the shark lately. Um, Ilya Mikheyev. That's that's Twitter in general, my friend. Yeah, fair. Last year, Ilya Mikheyev for 30 games or so before he gets hurt around Christmas time, like killing it for a guy that you plucked out of obscurity, right? Like fitting in nicely. He's playing, I believe, on the, the wing with Tavares most of the time on the second line. And he looks like he's on pace for, you know, 18, 22 goals. You're like, that'd be sweet for somebody you just found out of nowhere in Russia. And then his wrist gets sliced to pieces. Uh, he misses what's left of the NHL season and comes back in the bubble. Um, I didn't really read too much into his bubble play because, again, I it was just, I didn't read too much into anybody. It was this crazy thing. He hadn't played. I had no He'd been skating a bunch, but, you know. How long was it going to take to get any strength back in your wrist? These sorts of things. And as he's played this year, he looks faster than I remember him being, but he looks a lot like Michael Grabner and he looks a lot like Kasperi Kapanen in the sense that like three breakaways a game getting shanked up over the net or, you know, whatever. And I like him. I I still think he's a good PK guy. I still think, but I think he's only got like two goals and... His shooting percentage is stupidly low. Like it'll come around, but I don't 
I went from this guy that I like loved in the first half of last year, probably overestimated what he was. And now I'm looking at him going, mm, like you're an NHL player, but I, I, I don't know. Right. Like as, in terms of just being a guy that you plucked out of nowhere and you make these kind of assumptions, Pierre Ingvall last year in his first 10 games, had like nine goals and scored like one goal in the next 400 days. And everyone's like, yep, he's the nine goal guy from the first 10. You're like, but no, he's clearly fucking not. And you know what I'm saying? Like, just in I don't know how to read. I, I, I was just going to say, sounds like a guy who should go to arbitration and demand. Yeah. Like, he doesn't five times. He doesn't have to. Kyle already paid him uh, <laughs> like he was the guy from the first 10 games. But it just in terms of well, is this sustainable? Means- well, that uh, means he'll be playing for Ottawa next sweet. year, probably. Yes. Right? <laughs> sign, sign him to a contract and let him go. Oh, we can't. That's terrible. But Ottawa. Just, is this sustainable? Like, I guess not. Like, I I, <laughs> I don't no. know. <laughs> and, and that's really what I'm saying, right? Yeah. In terms of of when you look at these, and uh, and I'm just, I was scrolling through while you were, while you were going on your Ilya Mikhaev, who who has actually reached out to me and said, "I prefer to be called Soupy from now on." Sweet, I don't I don't go by that. Oh, I'm stopping you right there because Sen's Twitter one one guy that I'm going to lump <laughs> all of Sen's Twitter in. With. That like, is Twitter though, man. That's yes, how that no, goes. He's last week. He's like uh, Leafs Twitter is so dull and boring that they found out a year ago one guy liked soup and they've been running with it ever since. And this is on the same day that like the biggest musician in the world has released a video featuring the Leafs. Like, pick your spots better, man, right? Like, we, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, we're kind of on this other thing now. And it, yeah, we call him Soupy because he said you you guys should have more soup over here. Is where <laughs> but the, don't pretend that that's all we're uh, all we're about, okay. right? That's oh, could, could could we not could we not f- live in a world without Justin Bieber and the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah, I don't want to live in that world. No, I know, man. I, you are <laughs> you are full on. I, right? I saw um, on Twitter. I don't know Friday or or whatever. You weighing in on the uh, the Bieber Leaf video? Not a fan, eh? Well, I, I just said, where's the where's the dislike where's the button? dislike button beside the Metamucil and the prostate medication? <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> if you dislike Bieber and the Leafs, you clearly must be old. Yes, that's about right. Thinking, could, yeah, could there not be two things that I like less? I'm not sure, man. What what would those things be? Contrast Cheese Bieber greater. with Justin Timberlake. Greater to the business. That's probably Yikes. that's it. Oof. Um compare or contrast what do you what do you ask both compare and contrast justin bieber and justin timberlake from the standpoint that no doubt when justin timberlake i'm a a huge gwen stefani fan that's true we all are i don't know how that weighs into this at all but (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah okay yeah yeah sorry justin coming up in the boy band thing it took a long time for me to let him shake that to become this worldwide the guy he can entertain he can sing he can dance he's incredible but it took a long while to get to a point where i was like yeah all right you're not necessarily my thing but i kind of respect what you're bringing here well and the the thing for me is it's 
you know, they they both they both sing music that I don't really love. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have a little time for a little bit of, of JT, you know, can't drink you away. Now that I think about things. it, Justin Timberlake was also in a great video about the leaves. Well, and the and love he, guru. <laughs> Terrible. He has. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he, that's, he not play Jacques Lecoq. Jacques that, Lecoq. Uh, that's <laughs> the coolest thing he's ever done. <laughs> well, see, and he's done a bunch of stuff on SNL. He's a James yeah. Fallon guy. Oh, the stuff um, he's done with the Lonely Island. Like hysterical right. mother lover and cock in a box, whatever. And he's married to Jessica Biel. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure. Are what, they still? I don't know. I, I believe I thought so. that they, got yeah, rocky yeah. for a bit. Uh, just because I think he had wandering eyes, I, which my heart's saying. Yeah. So to me, there you go. I think we've just. I think we've just done it. Just saying that. No, just, what are you just saying? Justin I'm Bieber just is is on that level <laughs> these days. And he hasn't oh. yet gotten to the point where we're willing to tip our cap to, all right, begrudgingly, I dig your uh, your vibe there, right? Well, be- because I think we've just laid out the whole... So he's got to marry Jessica Biel and we'll be cool with it. And he's got he's to have a little bit of acting chops, a little comedy thing. He's got to be able to do a bunch of different things. Right now, the Beebs is just... He can play Wheat Kings. All right. Well, that's that's start, that's man. point. That's that that is indeed. And so, <laughs> but I think that's the difference, right? And do do I begrudge any Canadian? You know, the weekend's not my my thing. Although no. I don't mind that blinding lights thing. That's that's all right. Yeah. It's kind of catchy. Sure. Uh, Drake's not my deal, but man, I don't begrudge Canadian artists doing doing big stuff. And I guess the reason we got here was just on the day that Justin Bieber releases a video about the Leafs that's going viral all over the internet. Maybe it's not the day to say the only thing Leafs Twitter is enjoying is is soupy. Oh. That's well, and as see, we come all yeah. the way back. Yeah, and I didn't and I didn't see that. Um, and I don't. Yeah, hey man, this is some guy that I'm going to pile on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's also what got we a platform. Do. And and I agree with it 100. percent I yeah. don't know that guy. Get him. Yeah, fuck this Get guy. Him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whatever's happening there, do it. Yeah. Um, on headlines. Saturday night, Friedman and Johnston report that it looks unlikely that this is going to stick around. Gary wants to get back to standard NHL divisions, kind of where they stood last year, but that there are executives across uh, multiple teams in the Canadian division that said, we want to do this again for at least one more year because we really think this will sell with fans. This is something that and and the TV TV ratings across Canada will back this up has been hugely popular and if we're trying to make back as much money as we can if we're trying to really build back up the popularity let's do this for a year with fans in the stands now the counter argument i suppose would be well there's a bunch of them but how much how many unsold seats are there really across Canada. It's is it really going to up the demand for tickets? And I'm not even trying to be a douche when I say this. Maybe the only place it makes a huge difference is Ottawa, where Montreal and Toronto help fill up that building however many times a year. Most of the rest of Canada is sold out. But yeah. keep the league I, popular. Keep it keep these heated rivalries 
and and maybe move back in. The other complication before I hand this to you is Seattle is coming in. So for this year, they have tolerated, and, and there's always been kind of um, unbalanced divisions. But right now, the other three divisions all have eight teams, and Canada has seven. Once Seattle comes in, are you going to ask them or Buffalo or Detroit, like one team to move into the Canadian division for a year if the border will even allow it and, you know, to keep this going, that's probably a huge stumbling block. But, you know, you, I, I know you saw it as well. Did you have any sort of take on whether this is worth trying to push for one more year with fans or is it just kind of, you know, pie in the sky? And Yeah, well, I was going to ask you, the question was going to be, yeah, what markets do you think those are? And, and to me, I agree with you 100%, right? That that Ottawa is really the one that stands to benefit from, from having fans in the building, mm-hmm. right? In this format the most, right? Yeah. Whether, whether they like it or not, Habs fans and Leaf fans fill the building, right? And in a government town, which, is, you know, the employment here is dominated by people who come in from the rest of Canada yeah. to work. Yeah. That is the single largest employer in the city, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt to have Oiler fans who are sure. living here, Flames fans, Jets fans. I've been Canucks to a Jets Senators fan. That it's not like Leafs and Habs, but they were there and they were loud. Like, it was, well, I remember being at a Canucks game and I'm like, seriously, yeah. how many Canucks fans <laughs> can there be in this city, right? But there had to be fifteen hundred at least. Yeah, yeah, right in the in in the building that sure, night. And yeah. so, um, I can't think of who else would benefit as much as Ottawa. So we can assume Ottawa is one of the teams. For sure, for I think that would be that would be spot on, and 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 Winnipeg, you know, works out of a smaller barn, and so they're always they're always at capacity. They Edmonton might season. be just looking to see Ottawa as much as they're seeing them right now. <laughs> for sure, for sure, that may be the most. I guess you could throw Montreal, Vancouver in there in terms of the two biggest. Like, just I don't know, is it? And I guess we're getting away from the discussion, but you know, styles make fights or or whatever. Whatever's happening there, Ottawa's staying competitive with most teams, but getting their teeth absolutely kicked in by Edmonton, comparable to how Montreal has just crushed Vancouver all year. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what that is. I it's it's and it's the stat came out the other day. I heard this late last week, and it may have been Ian Mendez who dropped it. That the record, the season record for point totals by one player against the Ottawa Senators. Oh, I think is, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, is sixteen in a season. Yeah, held by Owen Nolan, no who, was playing, <laughs> who was playing for the Quebec Nordiques. Wow, back back in the early like early ninety three or something. Yeah, and they'd played Ottawa nine times, and, he had and Ottawa was an expansion points. team, and yeah. So I don't know. I clicked the TV off the other night at 4-2. But at that point, McDavid and Drysaddle, I think, both had 15 points. And there's got to be like four games to go. Two. Only okay. two. Okay. Played, so you guys have had your fill there. Edmonton is 7-0. and oh, And I think Edmonton's oh. probably I think Edmonton is probably not in the playoff picture <laughs> if you remove their <laughs> Ottawa points, man. So Edmonton is one of the teams clamoring to keep the Canadian division. Yeah, totally. I, I totally get it, right? And if you look at it, at one point, yeah, they had four goals and we had three shots. Yes, I saw that. And you're like, oh my God, this is brutal. And it's it's that thing that makes you go, 
I I am I am so. I frustrated. think you may have shut it off by then. I think one of those nights, it got to six nothing or six two or whatever, and Ottawa had six. Like they were tied six goals to six shots at one point. It must have been the same game. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it was. It was. It would have been six. Ah, what? No, that was the earlier game, but mm. the game before the six two game because yeah. that game was at least three two at one point four two. Right. Um. But yeah, one of the last two. But yeah, it's it's really not good. You can't a. I get it if McDavid and Drysaddle are going to get their points, yeah, right. But you cannot you cannot allow eighty foot wristers to just James Neal. Yeah, can't be beating you from hey, the top Darnell of the circle. Nurse has seven goals this year, I think, and five have come against Ottawa. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like it's just it's it's crazy, and so. Yeah, the 6-1, you beat Calgary 6-1, you lose 7-3, you beat them 6-2, and you get smoked by Edmonton. It's it's the, and you're like, I don't know, man. And it's it's, it's super disheartening, right? You sort of go, click. I don't know what to expect. You go, can can somebody just stop a puck? Right. There seems to be an inordinate amount of pucks going off of good Branson's skate. Funny that. Yeah, if you weren't stationary right there, <laughs> we'd probably be okay. And, and, and the idea, hey, we're going to calm the waters. Yeah. We're going to put in Josh Brown and Christian Milan, and both who have been double digits since their last game. This will fix the problem. <laughs> Parachute those two guys in and see what happens. Uh, so as we come back to it, do you want to... Do, do you have any interest? And and I've brought this up before. I find the argument against the Canadian division moving forward to be disingenuous because almost everybody just talks like it would stay like this, right? All 56 games. It clearly wouldn't. You'd go back to like you were um, in, in the Atlantic or wherever your team was and have interdivisional play. But the majority of your games would stay in Canada. Do you have interest or is this just to you? Let's just get through this. Cause we have to for a year and get back to normal. No. And, and, and I can dovetail this with, with the, um, so I know you're anxious the, to see the, the sharks and the ducks. Yeah, no, we, we, we can dovetail this back in with the DJ Smith comments earlier, mm-hmm. which in the back half of his comments, as we said on this show, he said, yeah, we knew this division was going to be a tough game every night. Mm-hmm for this team and it was going to be a great learning. Yeah. You pointed this out in our preview that your young centers every night, Shifley and now Dubois, Matthews and Tavares, Dreisaitl and McDavid. Yeah. It it just all the way through, it was going to be tough everywhere you went. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think you're looking at what you're suggesting is you go back to more of a, Hey, we play each Canadian team five times. Yeah. Six, six times, whatever that is in, in your division. Right. And you sprinkle the rest in, right? You you do whatever else. Same against. as it's always been outside right. your division. Yeah. One and, and one. So and- uh I, I have not um I've not got sick of of the all Canadian division yet. I know there's as of a you know, last week or ten days, people are starting to say, Yeah, are you tired of seeing X? Every every second night, right? I do get um, that. Oh, for sure. But but to me, as you said, you look at the you look at the ratings. Yes, the ratings, especially like on Saturday nights, the double headers. 
I'm watching way more non-Leaf games this year than, you know, most years where, and maybe, you know, we've talked about this. It's because absence made the heart grow fonder or whatever, but I'm just more interested in Winnipeg, Calgary or Edmonton, Montreal or whatever than if, than Winnipeg, Columbus or Edmonton, LA. I'll watch more non-Leaf games now. Yeah. I don't think it is absence makes a heart grow fonder at this point. No. It is it is the idea that yeah, we just rolled through Edmonton and smoked them three times and you have this familiarity and you're like, yeah, this is what this is what I saw there and you're like I'm much more interested in hey, we're in Vancouver tomorrow night. Yeah. What's going to happen with yeah. Vancouver Edmonton tonight? Sure. Right? I want to see that, right? And so you stick around to watch it, right? And and I'm sure you've taken a more keen interest in in what the Jets are doing. Of course, yeah. Right? And you look around and you're like yeah, that's the team that is now, you know, sort of in that second spot or they're mm-hmm. they're there and they're hanging tight with the Leafs. And so it's it's yeah, you become more invested in whereas yeah, to be honest with you, I, I'm not I'm not super stoked about an Anaheim Vancouver no. 10, 10 o'clock start, right? And you sort of go Psh. and as a matter of fact, I'm I'm really not that interested in a <laughs> Edmonton, Vancouver start, All right. whatever that was last night. I was yeah. like, uh, I don't know, man. Or Saturday night. I don't even know who won that game, but <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not really interesting me, but, but there, even there like is, interdivisional, right? Like where you would in theory think the same thing, Tampa, Boston, like, I don't know, maybe I'll watch a period of it. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. I do. Yeah. For sure. I do. And, and I've, I've said that all along, right? I, I am, I'm interested in picking up a bunch of different stuff, but probably not sitting down for a whole right. Chicago Philadelphia game. Right, it's probably not happening. Even in the even in the height of the Kane and Taves. Right. Um, it's just it's really you know I'll, I'll check in and out, but yeah, the Canadian division because you become more familiar with it, right, as it goes, and and you sort of look and go, how long can Mike Smith stay nine and two or whatever <laughs> that is? You're like, that's just a Right. That's we talked about. It, we referenced it last Sunday, I think, and I said to you, "Too much, too soon, too much, right. too soon." Well, Mike Smith is the is the is the real deal for that, right? If you're if you're counting on that guy, when you eliminate the fluff, that's you, Vancouver. That's you, Ottawa, <laughs> um, and maybe Edmonton. I have no idea. Maybe Montreal. We'll see. But when you when you eliminate the fluff and you're playing good teams all the time that goaltending will be exploited. Uh, just quickly there, I, I asked uh, a really good follow on Twitter, Stephen Perch. Um, always a bunch of stats. Always really good at, he's not poking holes necessarily in all the mainstream media, but he's keeping everything in context. When someone tweets out, you know, this guy's got a 9.59 save percentage over his last five games, he'll hit you with, yeah, that's four against Vancouver and one against Ottawa or whatever Ottawa. Like just yeah yeah whatever it's going to be and and I, I find him to be a really good follow for that so I asked him today why do you think the save percentage and he was talking about Fred at the time and Freddie's save percentage is just awful and maybe next week that's something we need to look at um, but why do you think save percentage across the league is down so much and it wasn't to be a defense of Freddie because everything Stephen Birch again had put out this morning yeah, yeah. was in context he said Freddie's he's not comparing Freddie to last year's Freddie he's comparing Freddie to other starters this year and Freddie hasn't been good so everything's relative but I just asked him why do you think save percentage across the league 
this year is down and not just down, but down significantly. Uh, like two years ago, we were like 913, 915 was kind of an average goalie save percentage. Last year it was down to kind of like 911. And this year it's like 902. And, yeah. you know, I don't think empty buildings really matters there. I don't think. And he said the only thing, and it, you know, makes sense is added familiarity from shooters, right? I just keep seeing this same goalie. And if we got the book on them and some skilled shooters, um, maybe that's a part of it. And then the condensed schedule and, and whatever else that isn't unfair because every goalie's facing it, but it means every goalie's getting worn down. Um, so just different things like that that kind of factor into this. Um, and, the no, and the no training camp. That yeah. everyone's, everyone's facing it, but everyone is also looking to, to become more cohesive and you're working through systems. Everybody's doing it. And so across yes. the board, I yes. think everybody is facing inflated wow. goal totals. For the longest time, that was my defense of Fred when they would bring up his save percentage was eliminate the first two games where he gave up four. I think it was 5-4. They beat Montreal and then lost to Ottawa 5-4 or something like yeah. that. So he'd given up nine goals in his first two games, which just shreds your... And that was sort of like eliminate those and for the longest time his save percentage was fine if you eliminated the and it's it's not anymore so that's no longer the defense but it, it was for a while uh don't forget uh if you've missed it on twitter your boy maddie lang on the podcast on wednesday morning it's been a while i don't think he's been on since the christmas show so uh we got kyle lowry stuff is he, we got, is he, is he breaking oh i thought he was breaking down the briar yeah maybe man you know he loves that and, uh, <laughs> As I said on Twitter, I was giving him shit about the White Claws, and he goes, can I get you a Pink Whitney? I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Fair counterpunch, right? So yeah. so just a couple of manly men sipping White Claws and Pink Whitney, talking about Kyle Lowry and the Raptors and uh, everything else going on. Maddie Lang will well, be here Wednesday. That'll be fun. Well, and, and Maddie also introduced me to uh, left field. Yep. Good big stuff. Fan, big fan of that. So... Maddie can show up on a podcast and crack his warm moose head that he's drinking or whatever, but he did introduce me to left field. So that's always a thumbs up to the Bluchador. Yes. The double Bluchador. Correct. Look for that Wednesday morning. In the meantime, we're on Twitter and Instagram at talk and audio, facebook.com slash talk and audio. Hit us up with your follow or your subscribe or whatever it looks like there on your podcast app. We'll see you next time on talk and audio. See ya! Now, y'all ain't got nothing else for me to drink. I'm a haul ass. No, I'm serious. I'm about to haul ass. If y'all have no better shit than this to drink. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at tallcanaudio.com or by searching Tall Can Audio on your favorite podcast app.